Welcome to another episode requested by a listener. What to do if you have gained weight after weight loss surgery? It's a loaded topic, but with this episode, you'll know what the steps you need to take either with my help or with the dietitian's help or with your surgeon's help on how you can get started today and to move forward. And on that topic, if you do have any topics of interest or information that you'd like to know about weight loss surgery that you'd like me to cover, please shoot me a DM over on Instagram. My handle is at the bariatric collective. Today we are discussing what do you do when you have regained weight after weight loss surgery? Firstly, do not panic. Being in a state of panic and stress will cause overwhelm, which will then lead to inaction. And a state of inaction doesn't get anyone anywhere. I'll go through some steps where you can look at your own behavior and own lifestyle to see if there are any changes that you can make. This doesn't guarantee that you'll be able to make those changes because it can be quite challenging to make changes in our lifestyle, but at least the awareness will be there and so you can start working on it slowly. So grab a notebook and a pen and let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. Weight gain after weight loss surgery may be normal. Yes, I said it. Often when we have weight loss surgery, our bodies have a predetermined weight that it wants to be. Newsflash, you do not predict that weight. This weight may not be the weight that you want to be. However, as we discussed in an earlier episode this year on non-scale victories, it's a weight where your body likes to feel comfortable at And it is somewhat predetermined by brain hormones rather than what you actually want to be. And so this is where the conversation on focusing on non-scale victories was important because we can often have this disconnect that our body has quote unquote failed us when in fact we've actually made a huge leap of victory in terms of being able to tie our own shoelaces or sit in an airplane seat or get off blood pressure or diabetes medications. So looking at those successes is also important, as well as looking at the physical stature of the body. So we have to ask ourselves if the weight we are trying to achieve is actually possible for your body. I often see people go to their weight they were when they're about 21 to early 20s, depending on if you were a quote unquote relatively normal weight back then, or was you always overweight as a child. And that makes it a little bit difficult to guess where you might fall because your body will have always carried extra weight and it would be less easy, I guess, for us to guess or predetermine what your weight will be. So you're in new territory if that's your situation. So to backtrack a little bit, what tends to happen is is that the body can lose too much weight after the surgery. So your body's in a state of higher metabolism and decreased appetite once you've had the surgery. There's often a correction period once you hit your lowest weight. So 
What I tend to see is that some people come to me and they look quite thin or a bit malnourished or emaciated where they have lost a bit of muscle mass in their face and in their shoulders and their legs and arms. But then they start to put on weight and they start to get concerned. But this may not be the time to panic. So the body needs to go through this correction period where it's gone too low and it will come back up, usually around about three kilos, to find the weight that it's happy at. You will know that this is the weight that your body is happy at because you will stay stable at whatever that weight is. The problem can lie in is if you go to that lowest weight, but the weight keeps going up more than three to five kilos. I would argue that more than five kilos of weight regain from that lowest set point could be a sign that you are regaining the weight. So we do need to look at those lifestyle and dietary factors that would have an influence on weight. If this weight regain is beyond that quote unquote correction period and it's continual and it's increasing steadily week in week, month on month, This is what we're talking about today. I would suggest starting to look at these strategies now mentioned in this episode to help slow down the rate of weight regain. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, weight regain can be reversed, but it does need to have a concerted effort and it is significantly slower than it was in that quote unquote honeymoon period immediately post-op. So please don't get disheartened. It will be slow because the body has adapted to those hormones The body is really quite clever. So in those stools that we talked about last week, where we talked about the weight stools due to the new anatomy, the stomach and the intestines being redirected, the change in diet, the change in movement and the alternate ways of burning energy, the body takes time and it actually hormonally adapts to these new changes. It basically wants to keep you alive and hey, that's not really a bad thing, but it is frustrating and I understand that because the body then can change the way it reacts to the same things you've done previously. And you might notice that diets that you've done previously don't work again. And that's because the body adapts. I've heard stories of patients take Duramine, you know, really successfully for the first time, but then they regained the weight and tried to go back on it again. And there was nil weight loss. The body adapts. Same with the HCG diet or the blood type diet or whatever diet you've ever been on. It tends not to work the second or third or fourth time around. So I will preface this episode with these strategies work, but you need to be consistent. And when I mean consistent, you need to be consistent for a long period of time. I'm talking months, not weeks, not days. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my free three-day meal plan with recipes to get you started taking control of the weight regain. Head to the link in the show notes to access it. Now, let's get back to the episode. I'm just going to say it. The weight loss that's expected after you've regained weight, I estimate to be roughly a kilo a month. That's not for everyone. And that's for the most part, it's up to roughly a kilo a month. Some people it's half a kilo, some people it's 800 grams, some people it's less than that. But it is very, very different to what it was in those immediate post-op phases. So the reason I say this is to make sure that you're aware and that you don't give up too quickly. You might need some time to process that information. 
So please take some time to self-reflect and give yourself some grace because you might feel like you're a failure. You might feel like, what's the point? You might feel really angry and disheartened about this whole situation. That is normal and I can see you. I hear that all the time and you're not alone in those thoughts. When I'm working with someone on weight regain, what I really encourage is having a look at the self and the behaviors. So to help you do that, I have put together a checklist that you might find helpful to assess the reasons for your own weight regain. What I've done is I've popped in the show notes, a link to it. So you do need to put your email address in and confirm the subscription so I can join you to my email list and I'll give you access to the weight regain checklist. Once you have the checklist, have a read through it and tick the ones that do apply to you. And this can then be a bit of a checklist to then work through those different habits and behaviors that might be affecting your weight regain. When you are engaging in this self-reflection, I would encourage you to take it one step further and keep a food diary. If I can get you to keep a food diary for at least a week, I'm doing really, really well. But for everyone, at least one weekday and one weekend if you can't manage the full week. When I say food diary, I mean you need to write everything down, anything that goes into your mouth, even the chewing gum, the mints, whatever you eat and drink, your emotions when you were doing so, and what times. I think the times are really important because it can give us some data as to whether you were full enough after that meal, which then may have led to the snacking, or did you eat out of hunger or emotion? And that can really be told when you actually check the times that you eat. So food diaries give you a lot of data. That's it. Next, it might be best to check in with your dietitian if you have one to seek extra support or even seek support from another health professional because going through what we're going through today can be triggering and I need you to have some support, even if it's from friends and family. You've done your food diary, take it out and work out how much protein you've eaten daily. To help you out, I've got my complimentary protein counter linked in the show notes again to help you work out how much protein you are eating daily. Remember, if you've had a gastric sleeve or a lap band, you need at least 60 grams of protein, but ideally 80 grams. And if you've had a gastric bypass, duodenal switch, Sipsades procedure, or a malabsorptive procedure, you need at least 80 grams of protein, but ideally 100 grams in most cases. If you work with a dietitian, they can individualize that based on weight, as those are quite generalized figures. Then I'd like you to look at the times of eating. Are you eating too close together? Ideally, we should eat every three to four hours and not leave more than five hours between meals. I suggest this because it does make you too hungry and you tend to make poorer food choices as a result. Are you being mindful and planned with your food or are you being spontaneous with your meal choices? Did you plan your meals for lunch the next day or did you pack a lunchbox or did you leave it to the whim of the food court? Are you taking set meal breaks? Are you being intentional is really my question here. Are you eating enough color on your plate? Are there one to two serves of fruit per day and two serves of vegetables per day? Fruit and veggies add obviously micronutrients that keep us well, but also add fiber to keep us full. What are you drinking? Are you drinking low calorie beverages or are you drinking drinks with added sugar or carbonation? 
Remember, we need water every day to stay hydrated. So you want to aim for at least 30 mils per kilo of fluid, which includes food and water. For most of the population, it's around 1500 mils of water and the rest of the fluid comes from your food. Are you drinking any alcohol, especially in excess? Alcohol doesn't count as fluid, by the way, but alcohol can be a problem post-op as one drink is similar to having three. So you get intoxicated faster and your blood alcohol concentration stays higher for longer in the body. The other thing to be concerned about with alcohol is that there are high calorie mixes and there can be carbonation, which doesn't mix well with a small tummy. If you do think alcohol is a concern, head back in the catalogue to listen to the episode on transfer addiction. Are you eating sloppy foods? Sloppy foods tend to leave the stomach faster, as do liquid meals after the surgery. It isn't helpful to go back onto the pre-op diet or do a pouch reset because what you're really doing is getting yourself back into that binge restrict diet cycle once again. And what you are losing is water weight and nothing sustainable will come from doing another pre-op diet. Other aspects to consider when you have regained weight after weight loss surgery is are you stressed? Long-term stress can cause an increase in cortisol, which can then affect your metabolism, inflammation and the immune system. High levels of cortisol then contribute to weight gain, particularly around the abdomen. Are you sleeping? Aim for seven to nine hours of sleep a night. As discussed in a previous episode, sleep is essential to overall health and isn't understated in the role of weight loss. Sleep is the foundation of weight loss because it helps you reduce food cravings by better managing your stress, which then will help you make better food choices because you're not frazzled and stressed all day. Overall, it'll help your body function more effectively. Are you eating slowly? Mindful eating will improve your overall diet choices. It'll help improve the satiety or the fullness you feel from meals and will reduce the mindless snacking. As always, you can't get away from it, movement or physical activity. If you have regained weight after weight loss surgery, the research says that you need to move for ideally 60 minutes a day. Yes, an hour. This is due to the loss of muscle mass affecting your basal metabolic rate that we spoke about last week. So aim for five times a week of moderate intense activity that is continuous, like a walk, and also include strength or resistance training two to three times a week to really maintain and build muscle mass. There is a lot more we could go through. So topics such as managing your mental health conditions, looking at whether your hormones are making an impact, assessing any underlying medical conditions that may impact your weight gain. Has your environment changed since you've had your surgery? Are you sitting more at work? Are you doing night shift? Are you grazing because there's a packet of nuts next to your desk? All of these factors and more can cause weight regain. I did go through a long list of causes of weight regain in episodes two, two, five. So episodes two, three, four, and five that go through the main causes of weight regain. I know I've delivered a lot of information in this and you might need to rewind it to go back and have a think about some of the points we spoke about. If you need support but don't have the time for one-to-one appointments with myself or your dietitian, I do have a solution for you. I've put the process together step-by-step in an online course. This course is for you if you are looking for the information at your own pace and in your own time. I go through the way to eat post-op, how to eat post-op, what to eat post-op, 
to ultimately create a sustainable lifestyle after weight loss surgery. I break down what are the macronutrients and how much you roughly need post-op. I give you recipes, meal ideas, and strategies to deal with life celebrations. It's based on video modules and workshops so that you can learn at your own pace, and they're short videos. The longest video is 20 minutes when I discuss portion sizes. It's a web browser-based platform that you can access from your phone, iPad, or laptop computer. I have an exclusive discount for you listeners for $100 off, which will last this month. The code is R-T-P-O-R, standing for Reverse the Post-Op Regain. Head to the link in the show notes for the coupon and for the link to enroll today. And I have to thank you. If you do enroll, I really appreciate you because you help me help more people with less time. So it's a win-win for both of us. I wish I could see everyone, but I really don't have the capacity to do so. So if I can share my knowledge in a different platform, I really like to hear your feedback and how you get on with the course. You do have access to the course for 12 months, and I really hope that you consider taking it up today. If you do feel overwhelmed, but aren't ready for one-to-one appointments or my online course, Take the time to chip away at these suggestions one by one. Work on one for a week, come back to the notes that you've made and do one for the next two weeks. Small actions will lead to a big result. It will take at least six months of consistent, persistent action to get that behavior change. So don't expect to change overnight. Be patient, be consistent, and all you need to do now is take action. As always, thank you for listening. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au and reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye.